Bibles this morning to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse 39. As a pastor, there are many Sundays where you preach the word of the Lord as truth. There are many Sundays, Sunday nights, Wednesdays, where you teach the word of God, line upon line, precept upon precept. There's often an exegesis of the scripture. There's other times a topical study of themes like sanctification and uh, of evangelism and discipleship. And I'm very hesitant to use words like this because when I was in my 20s and 30s, there was a misuse of the phrase, I have a word from the Lord for you. But I felt this week that he gave me a phrase out of this passage of scripture that transcends a minister's ability to teach or preach. It's a word from the Lord. And when the Lord gives a word and people do not uh, cloud it with theatrics or dramatic nature or their own carnality, people receive at all different types of levels. And there's a miraculous power that follows a rhema word of God. And humbly, O oh Lord, I state publicly that I believe that's what you gave me for today. And so I read this to you and you're hearing the story of Elizabeth and Mary. Mary, who has already been visited by the angel and told her that she is going to conceive a child. And she said, how is this that I could conceive and I've never been with a man? And the angel spoke. He said, well, the power of the Most High is going to come upon you. And the glory of the Lord is going to overshadow you. And this thing which conceived of you will be the Son of God. And so she after a period of time, goes to visit her cousin, Elizabeth. And here's where we are in verse 39. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste and to the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth, which means welcomed her or embraced her. And it came to pass that Elizabeth, when she heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Another portion of Scripture tells us that John the Baptist was in her womb and he was filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. So here's a woman just greeting her. The woman that uh, is greeted, the baby leaps in her womb. Aren't you tired of hanging around people that their words don't do anything for your spirit? I like to be around someone when they speak my spirit man or what God has deposited within me says, yes, Lord. And there's a measure of divine life shared. So it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, just hello, how are you? The babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spoke out with a very timid voice. She spoke out with a loud voice at just, hey. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Mary hadn't told her she was carrying Messiah. See, God can speak to you, and in one moment there be imparted life and revelation and spirit just at the entrance of God's word. For as soon as the voice of your salutation sounded in my ears, the baby inside of me leaped in my womb for joy. And here's the verse. Mark it in your Bible. Mark it down on this day I'm giving you this word. 
And blessed is she that believed. Or blessed are they that believed. There shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. There shall be a performance of the things that God told you. And then Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit is rejoiced in the God my Savior. He hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Y'all are in for a real treat today because my wife, we're going to do a little tag team and she's going to talk to you about five or ten minutes or so and then I'm going to preach. Is that okay? Y'all welcome my wife as she comes, would you? I'm going to get some of my water. It's nervous to stand up here with a preacher. Um, Would you like me to go sit down? No, 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 you're good. I'll sit right over here. Is that all right? Yeah, that's okay, perfect. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, I won't take very long. Out of the two of us who ever speak, John is the far better one. Um, but I did have something to share with you guys today. Um, I have this five-subject notebook. I have kept a journal of things, um, you know, just my quiet times, verses that have jumped out at me in scripture and things like that for years. Pastor Andy told me about that one time, and I've done it as long as I can remember. I have boxes and boxes of notebooks like this. And um, I have this one, and I wanted to tell you about something that happened on April the 27th. Um, April the 27th was a Sunday, and as I mentioned before, I have twin girls. Sometimes I don't always make it to prayer um, on Sunday nights. Um, We've been having them shorter, uh, less frequently during the summer, but we've had them every Sunday night. It's our time that we pray and intercede for our church. And um, anyway, Sunday night I came, I got the girls in the nursery, and I sat down towards the back and didn't have that long of a time in the Word. And to be honest, it wasn't necessarily a time where I just felt the Holy Spirit like all over me or anything like that. It just I was just reading Scripture and being obedient. Anyway, we close that night at prayer, and um, I want to read to you my journal entry. This is pretty much word for word. From April 27th, that evening, it says, I want to recognize what the Lord showed me tonight. At prayer at the end, Sheila Hayslip had us read two verses, each out of Hebrews 11. Even though, um, excuse me, the moment that Sheila mentioned that um, at prayer and was going to hand her out in the Bible and have us each read two verses, I knew that something was up. Um, I just had this kind of ping or something in my spirit. It, it kind of was like a little, oh, um, that I needed to pay attention uh, to what I was going to read. And honestly, I kind of braced myself a little bit because if you've read all of Hebrews chapter 11, there's not everything in there is happiness and light, you know, on, on this side of life. Um, So I was like, okay, I need to pay attention. I was like, all right, Lord, I'll listen. So even though the man who is beside my friend Denise to my left only read one verse, I ended up reading Hebrews 11, 11 through 12. I knew beforehand or suspected that whatever I read would be significant to me. I'd even braced myself for it. Here is verse 11 and verse 12 out of Hebrews 11. It was by faith that Sarah, together with Abraham, was able to have a child, even though they were too old and Sarah was barren. Abraham believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation 
came from this one man, Abraham, who was too old to have any children, a nation with so many people that like the stars of the sky, excuse me, I can't see, and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. I laughed out loud when I read that verse, and Annabelle and Jeff were there too. They can tell you I just kind of laughed and told them that I knew something about that was significant. My friend Denise told me later that she almost told the man beside her that he'd only read one verse and that he needed to read the second one. But she said that the Holy Spirit kind of stopped her and said, nope, you know, don't, don't correct him. And I wrote the last thing I wrote in my Bible was, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. I went home that night and I told John I was absolutely sure, I didn't know when, but that we were going to have a baby. And um, that I didn't know, I, you know, here in the text it says when, he's, um, Ab- when he was very old. So I was like, you may be really old, honey. <laughs> I said, I may be much older than I think I should be, but we're going to have a baby. And... Um, so, uh, so John, that usually doesn't happen. Things happen, uh, John usually hears for our family as the priest of our home. Um, that's happened on many occasions, and this is the first time that this has happened for me. So I went home, told him, I was like, absolutely, it's going to happen. I don't know when, it could be years from now, but we're, we're going to have a baby. And um, so we grabbed hands like we always do, and we just submitted it to the Lord in whatever way and whenever we received it. And so that was that. Two days later, we received a phone call from a friend of John's who um, he was in youth ministry with 20 years ago. They don't talk very often. And um, he said, would you guys be willing to adopt again? And um, there's a little boy who will be born soon, and he needs a family. And um, so John and I prayed about it and made one phone call. And um, two months to the day after that word came in prayer on June 27th at 420 in the morning, I would like to introduce you. I would like to introduce you to our son, Elisha Rogers Wood. I don't know what else to say except for the fact that John and I have been through this process before and God gave us so much grace and support during that first process because I needed it so badly. And um, the girls were really God's answer for me, for my brokenness and my deep desire and that deep pit in my heart that so wanted to be a mom and the Lord just totally blessed me with the girls. And... um, so he has decided to bless us again, praise the Lord, with our son. And um, he came home with us. He was born on June 27th. Um, he was supposed to be due July the 6th. Um, 
we get a phone call at 2.50 in the morning saying, come on to the hospital. It was several hours away. And um, I wake John up in the middle of the night and tell him we've gotten the call. And all John says is, told you. <laughs> he, had, he had told me, that I know he's going to be early. I know he's going to be early. And I was like, how do you know if he's going to be early or not? Anyway, so um, Sunday the 29th, while John was preaching, I was in a hospital um, waiting for him to come home with us. And he's been home with us since the 29th of June, and the 10 days um, has expired um, after the surrender of, of rights. And um, we are walking in the process of adopting him um, so that he'll officially be a wood. But um, his sisters love him. I was uh, very surprised about that, but, but we love him very much, too, and he's a very sweet boy. And so... Uh, we just wanted to share that. It kind of really ties in with the sermon today. And I'm going to take the baby and hand <laughs> this back over to John. It's Elisha, like the second prophet, Elisha, Rogers Wood. John, John had always said that if the Lord ever gave him a son, that um, he would want him to be named Elisha. Because in the Bible, Elisha was not only technically the adopted son of Elijah, but that he had a double anointing, a double portion of God's spirit on him. And so our prayer, okay, <laughs> our prayer is for Elisha to have twice the call of God on his life as his father John does. And um, yes, yeah, so praise the Lord. She said he's hungry. All right. For the next few moments, this is what you have to do. It's one thing to watch a culmination happen. But everybody in this room has done process. His lungs work real good at home too. Every one of us have prayed and longed and had uh, words we felt the Lord gave us. And that's what I want to preach to you about this morning. There are no secrets. Don't fall for this junk on television that tells you step one, step two, step three, and it happens. God's will happens because it's his will. And God keeps his promises to our children's children. But the Bible speaks of there being a faith and patience that happens. But this verse, blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of the things which were told her from the Lord. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10, but as it is written, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of men the things that God has prepared, prepared for them that love him, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. And you, we need to learn how to open our spirit up through the study of God's word and by listening because God will reveal things to you about your life that nobody else knows. The Bible says, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it ever entered into our heart what God has prepared for us, but God reveals it unto us. He reveals it like a snapshot unto us by his spirit. Several, well, a little over a year ago, I was driving on my way to church and I just heard myself say out loud, we're moving. We're moving. And it's like the Lord gives us impressions and we are not to make those things happen. 
But we are to say, there shall be a performance. That's the phrase I want you to get in your spirit. There shall be a performance of the things God had spoken to us. All right, let's dissect this verse. Blessed is she that believed, or blessed are you that believe. Believe means to have faith in and upon with respect to a person or a thing, to entrust or credit, to credit God in advance for the things he's spoken. It's like, I'll praise you now. You can do it later. I believe you're going to do these things for me. Mary believed that God had chosen her. She believed that God had spoken to her. She believed that God meant what he said to her and believed that God had the power to make what he said come to pass. Think of the impossibility of her having a child and she's a virgin. And one phrase loosed the power of God on her life. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Just that. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And he'll test us with small things. And if we won't believe the small things, he won't trust us with the greater riches. And when you hear in your spirit, I'm bringing your daughter home. And she looks you in the face and says, I'm living an alternative lifestyle. I'm never coming home. You go, you say what you're going to say, but God told me my daughter's coming home and coming back to the Lord. And you have to believe in your heart. How can these things be? Because the power of God is going to overshadow her. The power of God can make things happen that could not happen on our own. It says, blessed is she. So Elizabeth made this proclamation. Blessed is she that believed. She was blessed because she believed immediately. She believed wholeheartedly. Mary believed and sealed it with the phrase, be it unto me according to your word. Her blessing was to be a fulfillment of God's spoken word to her. Her blessing was to be visible. Her blessing was for the glory of God. And it would be remembered. It said, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. The things God wants to do in your life. See, mine happened to be on a platform. So I share them with you. Not because I'm any more significant than anybody else. They're signs to you. People don't even know me. Say, He's blessed. He's blessed. He, not the focus... Blessing being focused and they trace blessing back to God. And we give glory to God because sterile men can have a family bursting at the seams. You see, blessed are you because you believe and the blessing is remembered. Before I got my twins, I have five grown people that call me their dad. People look upon my life. As a matter of fact, I had an enemy one time. This is not in my notes, but it's good. I had an enemy one time after just all but cussing me out and I humbled myself in front of them and I I tried to make right and on their way out, their parting shot was a prophecy and they didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. So here they are. Have you ever had somebody trying to curse you and God, you can't curse something God's blessed. You can't do that. And I mean, I'm not all that in a bucket of chicken, but I am the Lord's. I belong to the Lord. I'm his son. And she was cursing me and you're this and you're that and you're this. And on her way out, she goes, it doesn't matter what I say. You're going to come out smelling like a rose anyway. (laughs) And when she left, I went, she's right. (laughs) You're blessed. You carry Jesus in you. Mary carried Jesus. Jesus. 
She said, you're blessed because you believe. And if you believe, anything's possible. And when you're in heaven, a thousand years from now, angels will cover their face at your song. And someone will say again, shh, the redeemed are singing. Forever you'll be called blessed. Forever you're going to be called blessed. Blessed are those that believe, not just in Jesus as Savior, but in Jesus the Lord. There's a blessing that follows belief. And that's what Elizabeth was saying to Mary. You're blessed because you believed the things God spoke over you. You are blessed for there shall be. That's a spirit-inspired declaration. Because as soon as she began to speak, the baby in uh, uh, Mary's womb or Elizabeth's womb leapt. It's an absolute declaration. There shall be, not maybe, not might, not hope so, not wishing. There shall be. That's a bold declaration. Elizabeth spoke with a loud voice. And as the under shepherd of this church, I wish I could be on that side instead of on this side sitting and say over this place with a loud voice, there shall be a performance of the things the Lord has spoken to you. There shall be. It's a bold declaration. It's a simple declaration. It's a factual declaration. It's an expectant declaration. It's a prophetic and powerful declaration. And it's birthed with confirmation. Baby leapt. And some of you, your spirit man is saying, my Lord and my God, yes. Yes, there shall be. There shall be. Declarations like this make God visible. Makes hell nervous. It inspires other believers. When Kelly and I prayed for this morning's service, we prayed down here on the altar. It wasn't that you'd be happy for us. It's that you'd be inspired. Listen, listen, listen. God is no respecter of persons. The plans he has for me are unfolding in front of you. And if you will believe the plans he has for you will unfold. All of hell can't stop it. All of hell can't stop the plans God has for you. He didn't decide to have plans for you because you were good. None of us were good. Before my mother met my daddy, he planned on my life and he planned yours. And there shall be a performance of all the things God has spoken over your life. Things you hadn't even heard yet. Just because you haven't heard it doesn't mean it hadn't been spoken. I'm buying my own CD today. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Number three, and there's only four, by the way. Number three, there shall be a performance That word performance means fulfillment, accomplishment, completion, verification, and a perfection. A performance. There shall be a performance, a divine performance. All types of characters and one conductor. Who's the conductor? God orchestrating your life. It's a predetermined performance, an unmistakable performance, a satisfying performance, a glorious performance. There'll be a performance regardless of the obstacles, regardless of what was missing. She spoke over Mary. You're going to have the things God told you. She's never been with a man. Something's missing. 
If you're supposed to have a baby and you've never been with a man, something's missing. And this is our problem. Many of us in this room now can more clearly articulate what is missing instead of what God can do with nothing. See, we pride ourselves in the facts. And God wants you to pride yourself in the truth. She said, she could say, I've never been with a man. So, if God wants me to have a baby, I'll have a baby. And there'll be a performance. A God-orchestrated performance. Regardless of what is missing. Regardless of the opposition Regardless of the unbelief around me, regardless of my weaknesses, my immaturities, my idiosyncrasies, and my unworthiness. Regardless of the opposition and the enemies. King Herod put out a decree that all children under two years of age would be slaughtered. And there was a voice heard in Rachel and Rama, a crying, Rachel not comforted. But Jesus was spared because there was going to be a performance of the things that God spoke to Mary. There shall be a performance. Oh, please let this go in your spirit. For the weary heart who's waited and waited for the promise to be fulfilled. There shall be a performance for the troubled heart who can find no rest. There shall be a performance for the burdened heart who lives in great heaviness. There shall be a performance for the sorrowful heart whose tears are their food. There shall be a performance for the trusting heart who depends solely upon the Lord. And there shall be a performance for the expecting heart who waits with joy knowing that God will not forsake them. God will not forget them. He will do the things that he's spoken over them, period. It's one thing to listen to modern music. Jesus help us. And they said that about my generation and they said it about the one before. And, you know, you know, it took all of five minutes for somebody to write the lyrics of that or, you know, or just hit a couple of things. Anyway, I'm not going to get on that. That's old people talk. Uh, But if you've ever sat in front of an orchestra and seen people and that conductor start, it's awe-inspiring. Now, the conductor is only telling them He's only leading. They're skilled and trained on their own. So really the conductor's not making the music, but he's an integral part. God is the conductor of your life. And he's using inanimate and, and animate objects, willing and unwilling participants, knowing and unknowing participants. And he speaks over you. And he lets you hear it. And he's just waiting to see if you're going to enjoy the performance or not. Because when God strikes up the band in your life, the band will play. That's why some people dance when they hear music and other people curse. Because they don't know it. There shall be a performance. And finally, of those things which were told her of the Lord... The personal things. What she was told only her and Joseph knew. And there are people in here that you've heard things from the Lord. You've seen it in his word. You've had dreams or visions. 
you may have seen an angel or someone prophesy over you and the things are so personal. You kept them close to your belly and no one else knows about them. There will be a, a performance of those personal things. Very quickly, let me just give you one illustration. I've, I've told it many times over the last 20 years, but I know I'm supposed to share it here because the Lord knew who would be here. When I was a young boy, my daddy died when I was 11 and I rebelled so far against God. I had nothing to do with the Lord into my 20s, bound by all types of addictions. And, uh, uh, and when I was 24, I came to faith. I was born again. I accepted Christ as my Savior. I was washed in his blood. And within a week, I felt the Lord calling me to preach. And I went to my mother and I told her, I said, Mama, I, I, I went to her house and I said, I got to talk to you. I, I think the Lord's called me to preach. She said, what did you say? And I said, uh, never mind. I thought I'd said something wrong, you know. What did you just say? I said, well, I, I think God's called me to preach. She said, sit down. I've been waiting 13 years to tell you something. And I knew I was in a holy moment at that moment. And my daddy, again, died when I was young, but he uh, contracted cancer and literally rotted away in front of us. And she said, three days before your daddy died, he called me into his, uh, to his uh, bed there at the nursing home. And he, she said he was so lucid. Because sometimes he would come and go with the sickness and the medication. He said, Sandra, come sit down. And he looked at her and he said, the angel of the Lord appeared to me last night. He'd never said he'd seen an angel before. In all the years of ministry. And she said he did. Mm -hmm. And he told me in three days I was going home. But he told me a little something about all of the children. And I'm allowed to tell you. And he said, and I'm going to get to hold all of them. Uh, and I'm going to get to die in your arms. There's no hurry. But in three days I'm going home. And she said, and your father told me. Three days before he died. That Johnny is going to run farther from the Lord than any of your kids. And he's going to be the heartbreak of your life. But if you will just believe, you will hear him say the words, Mama, I think God's called me to preach. And she said, this day is the word of the Lord fulfilled in my ears. And she just danced. And again, my story is not the issue. Some of you have things that he spoke so long ago. They're covered in cobwebs. And you're like, can you still do that? Lord, can you? Lord, my season is past. Who made the seasons? And Abram, past age. Sarah, the deadness of her womb. Out of her brought forth a multitude. Greater than the sand of the sea. There shall be a performance of the things the Lord told you, those personal things, those longed for things, the prophesied things, the impossible things, the believed for things, the unexpected things, and the things you didn't even ask for. Before I got married, I'd never even asked for kids, and I asked because my wife was so brokenhearted. She told me when the girls were born, she said, that's the greatest thing you never knew you needed. I said, you are straight up right. <laughs> Lisa, would you come up, just come up here at the front with, for me. Thank you. And you don't even realize this. There are those of you today, the Lord is unveiling things that you've never even asked him for. You don't even know they're coming. So there's the people longing for things. And there's the things the Lord has planned for those that love him. And he reveals them unto us by his spirit. 
These things God spoke concerning her was his idea. These things God planned for her were planned for her. The things God promised her were as good as done. And these things God was about to do, she was going to have a front row seat to see them come to pass. Sometimes the performance, there shall be a performance, comes as a suddenly. And other times it unfolds gradually. Sometimes very soon after the Lord speaks it and others through faith and patience inherit the promises. It might come with an angelic pronouncement or in the hush whisper of your own soul. It may come with unmistakable confirmations, numerous confirmations, or no confirmations. The performance may be done visibly or invisibly, publicly or privately, naturally or supernaturally. But know this one thing. There shall be a performance of the things the Lord has said to you. Blessed are you that believe. Blessed are you that have prayed. Blessed are you that are expectant. Blessed are you who have not fainted, who have not backed down, who have not quit. Blessed are they that believe, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told them from the Lord. I received a call yesterday evening from someone I've only had the opportunity to spend a little bit of time with, but I like him as a person, as a judge here in town. And he said, I just wanted to call and tell you. And he told me about some of the paperwork. And he gave this long, you know, I'm just simple meat and potatoes. He told me what it was. And I said, what's that mean? He said, it means that no one can come and take that boy out of your house until the adoption process is over. I like that document. I like that very much. And he told me, he said, part of our conversation, he said, you know what I remember? I remember what you told me about your little girls. And I share it with you. Husbands, I'm going to give you just a little bit backstory, and we're going to be done early, so just you'll understand this. When you see your wife with the door shut, sorrowful, you cut your arm off to do something. I remember telling the Lord, I said, All my wife wants is children. And God, I told, I, I, I know this sounds silly. I'm like, You can take 10 years off my life, I don't care. Just give her kids. God, it's my wife. I I can't give give her kids. And as clear as you hear my voice, the Lord spoke to me and said, you will not find your children. They'll find you. And he told me on the phone, he goes, you remember when you said that? I said, yes, I do. So we get a phone call about Isabel and Olivia. We get a phone call about Elisha Rogers. And all I want you to see, okay, I'm with you. I'm not Pastor John. I'm just us. There was a performance of the things God said to me. And you. And you. And I don't know who this word is for. But I'm asking you, if you've ever exercised faith, I want you to come stand in this front. You don't need anybody to pray for you. You said, I believe that word for me. If that's you, come stand around this front and we're going to pray together. There shall be a performance of the things you told me. There shall be a performance of the things you told me, Lord. 
Just spread out. We're in, we're in God's presence right now. Just like that holy moment in worship. I just feel in my heart to say this over the people in this altar. Why would you believe somebody else's opinion instead of my word? The things I spoke to you, I feel the Lord saying are for you. That his name would be praised in your life. His name would be praised in your life. That's why. Glory to the Lord. Church family, would you stand with us together? Would you give me just a little latitude just to talk to you? Oftentimes when you see something like a, somebody else hold a baby, Kelly explained this to me. She said, every time I went to a baby shower, my, I would just, I'd be happy, but I'd grieve. And I would just grieve at the same time. The devil tries to trick us because we go, look how easy. I'm 52. I was 50 before I had a child. Kelly was 35. See, he always wants to say, oh, look, you're behind schedule. There is no schedule but God's schedule. There's no schedule but God's schedule. And to the man that says, be it unto me according to your word. And the woman that says that you can't miss God's will. But we want it to look like someone else or how it's supposed to be. Or, you know, by 22, you're supposed to be married. Who said? Who said? There shall be. A performance. I was in Publix the other day and this guy goes, all right, granddad. <laughs> Somebody told Kelly the day, you look good just to have had twins. You know, she went, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't have to call anybody. 
You don't have to maneuver, manipulate. You don't have to network. You have to tell the Lord in the private of your prayer closet, be it unto me according to your word, and there shall be a performance of the things God said. Well, I got to get home and help feed a boy. Change your boy. Final thoughts for that person that says, oh, if I just had something. With every blessing, and here's a sermon brewing in here, Kylie, for years. Blessings are hard. I ain't never been more tired in my life. And I'm not the one working. Kelly's got it. Ooh, I just, I said, Lord, you knew what you were doing, giving me a young wife, because I couldn't do this. I could. Hey, take that verse home, put it on your refrigerator, put it on an index card. And when all the hell barks its opinions and you feel weak, just say, shall be a performance. Have a good day. God bless you. <laughs>